It's now time for the Weekend Preview with Mick Gannon, Dean Watling and Mitch Lewis. Now, I was going to say quickly as well, if before we leave Ballarat, I wouldn't be surprised to see the McAvoys win the first three races there. I reckon it can nearly be McAvoy Day at Ballarat. Sunset Dreaming is going to do enough here for Harry Coffey, the inform Harry Coffey, and Sunset Dreaming won it for Arabian Summer. 100 metres to go, sprinting hard and just too quick. Arabian Summer won it well. It's going to be Coffey and the McAvoys again. Give Giggles racing clear and Give Giggles loving the conditions. One three lengths cat bowl. I think he can put himself in a good position and I think recommendation can go close here, Dino. Recommendation on the inside. Recommendation went up to join Insurrection. Recommendation. Insurrection. Oh, this is close. Recommendation maybe a nose to Insurrection. And I was listening to you speak to Lucy Yeomans this morning with her horse, number five, Wolfgang. I want to have $50 on him if he goes. But Wolfgang's in front, 100 to go, holding Colmar, and then came on the inside, Dancing Storm, first favourites home on Christmas Handicap Day, and away it goes to win easily in the end, Wolfgang. And it was Christmas for the Mitchie Lewis followers. He had an absolute dead set fill up there on Saturday, and, um, geez, he's had one hell of a six months. Oh, Mitchie Lewis, and so is Dean Watling, and Mickey Gannon will be joining us as well for the weekend preview. Let's welcome in the team. Um, on this Thursday morning. Hello to you, Mitchie Lewis. Well done last week. Morning, Gareth. Yeah, thanks. It was a handy weekend. I think it just pays to the listeners that Dino would be the same. There was a few more gems found Friday as well. So you've got to make sure you listen through the whole back half of the week, don't you? Yeah, and, and um, Dino, um, this wasn't your week last week, it sounded like. <laughs> no, it no, wasn't. When you get five winners, Jacko forgets, Jacko forgets to... Um, gets to put a promo together, would you believe? Sometimes you just need a bit of luck and uh, you just need a little bit of luck in life, don't you? You do, and it's good to see Mitchie Lewis. He's off to the chiropractor today, carrying us uh, last week, but that's what the team's about. One of us has an off day and the other one picks up the slack. So All right. now, hopefully this week, I enjoy doing the Randwick cards. I think we can make a bit of cash there um, this week. I know you've got splitters because you like to sit on the fence when it comes to opinions that are a little bit might get a little bit controversial, Dino, but I've had a host of text messages come through today and they've been looking for Johnny O'Neill on the show, but he'll be coming on Monday, of course, with Wayne Hawks for the Monday's means test. Um, what'd you make of Tyler Schiller and that ride there with Spywire in the Magic Millions Wyong race there yesterday? Yeah, no splinters this week. Oh, I thought he stopped uh, riding at the vigour that he was riding at the top of the straight. I think he gave himself up late the last 50 metres where he saw Highness coming and then he started riding and sort of glancing. I think if he rode at the same vigour throughout the entire straight, I think that horse wins the race. Um, it probably accentuated that it's a two-year-old as well. They don't know their racing class uh, just yet, so they tend to switch off. And he did that in his first start as well. So... No, no spinners this week, Gareth. I thought um, the rider Tyler Shooty definitely stopped riding at the Vigor. And I think you, you summed it up well. It was very similar to um, the Black Caviar sort of ride with Luke Nolan overseas in, in the sense that he sort of stopped and re-went again and sort of gave himself up. But, yep, I thought Tyler cost the horse the race, in my opinion. Oh, so you've got the opinion then that 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 um, he would have won if he rode that horse out. Yeah, definitely. I think Wyong's a tricky track where yeah. it's very, or it's more so about momentum. So, um, and the way they played yesterday, the horses down the outside, we saw the last boat jangles just fly late. But if you can keep kicking on the inside, especially a two-year-old, they just switch off so much when you um, you sort of stop riding them. They don't know their racing class. Mm. So I, I thought the 
um, yeah, him stopping it probably cost the horse a race. It's obviously immeasurable. Like, we, we can't put a, a guide to it, but that's just my opinion. And we're allowed to have an opinion in this game. 100%. I'm proud of you, um, Dino's had a strong opinion on this. Mitchie Lewis, your thoughts? It's one of these things for me. It's one of those, so there's so many ifs and buts and... Oh, it depends where you look. I think the optics of it, yes, that's quite bad. I'm of the opinion that perhaps there was a few other things, you know, how hard did they go in the middle? Has that hurt his opportunity? Oh, the, you know, the stewards said he was lame. There's all these ifs and buts and things that you'll never really know. The optics of it's terrible. Um, I, you know, if he doesn't shake, try to shake up in the last 50 metres, we probably don't notice it so much, do we? He can just come off and say the horse wasn't uh, traveling as well as I thought. So uh, it's one of those things for me that there's that many ifs and buts around it. Um, If you're not the actual jockey and you're not involved in the horse directly, you're just sort of guessing, aren't you? So you've become Dean Watling today, Mitchie. That's great. Um, It's quickly approaching. (laughs) Someone's someone's got to hold the fort. Yeah, Mickey Gannon's put his hand up. He's like one of those kids. Pick me, pick me. Oh, You you can have your turn straight after the 10 o'clock news. This is Giddy Up's weekend preview. We're going to get to the news straight after that. We'll go through and find you some winners as well across a big weekend of racing. This is the weekend preview on a Thursday morning, four minutes past ten. The band is back. Mickey Gannon back from his holiday. We've also got Dean Watling and also Mitchie Lewis. We'll just quickly get Mickey Gannon's opinion on the, the ride there from Tyler Schiller on Spywire because we had a host of tech messages come through this morning. I just want to read you out the final part of the stewards report that was out last night. So well under the stewards, it was out nice and quick, which it usually is there with racing New South Wales, but it reads in the latter part of their report for race number six, stewards afforded T Schiller the benefit of the doubt as to whether his riding of spy wire had cost his mount first placing, mainly having regard to the margin of a half a length by which it was beaten. And also the veterinary report that the horse was, um, exhibiting some lameness post-race. T. Schiller, however, was advised to ensure that he does not ride in such a manner to compromise his mount's chances of winning or gaining the best possible placing in the field. So that's the story there. Mickey Gannon, you've got an opinion on this. After Dean Watling said he should have got how long? A month? Three months then, Dino, in your eyes? No, I didn't think he should get suspended. I thought the steward summed it up perfect. He's a great jockey. He rarely gets suspended. So, what do you hang mean? on a minute. You, you, hang did, on a minute. you, you said he deserved, <laughs> like, he stopped, it cost him the race. Yeah, he did, but I didn't say that he deserved to get a one or three month holiday well, he, the way they handled he, he, he has so to get if, if, he, if, he, if it costs him the race, yeah, he, he gets, should get a month. Yeah, he should get three months. But, like, you can't, you just can't possibly, like, if it's costing the race, you've got to get a month. But it didn't cost you the race. They've gone like 10-5, 10-6. It's only interim sectional tier. They've gone very, very fast. The Waterhouse bot horse has fallen out. If you go watch the Stewards report, clearly he was just trying to get everything out of the horse. He's used his carrots up by the 200 metres. He's trying to get the horses to continue to go straight. As soon as he shook him up, he's gone about two or three lanes left. The horse had nothing left, G. Absolutely nothing no, but, left. But and you... naturally, as an athlete, though, when you feel another horse come alongside you, you're going to panic more. I get it. I, I get it. It I is know, what it is. No, but I, I he think got beaten by a better Mickey, horse. G. I, there's no doubt. I don't know. Like it, it's too. It's it's difficult to say whether he would have won or not. That's impossible. Um, but I agree with you. He's probably gone too hard, or the horse has gone too hard in the middle sections when he's broken eleven, and they've come home. I think he's come home. Is it eleven six that last furlong? Um, Around that anyway. Tw- so twelve nineteen. I've got here. Oh, okay. Sometimes different sectionals that we get sent to. He would be closer to twelve nineteen for sure. Yeah. Um, but what what I what I'll say to you, G, is like 
that's racing. Did he did he stop the horse from winning? It was beaten zero point six five. If it was beaten zero point one, then I think we've got a case there. He's but, got a case to answer. It's beaten zero point six five, mate. The whole case, the, the whole situation with this, Mickey Gannon, is that Tyler Shell is a superstar, and I reckon he's he's going to be one of the he's going to be a star for the future. There's no doubt about that. But I reckon he's made a mistake because you have a look at that head on, and he has stopped riding there. Um, no, that, he hasn't. He, mate, he has not stopped riding. Yes, sorry, mate. Did you say? 100% he has. Man, he, in the same vigor as he did. Fairless, so when Tommy Berry goes, vigor or stop riding? Because there's a difference between well, vigor and well, riding. It's and vigor. So he's he's sort of eased up on him. He's eased up on him. Yeah. And then when Tommy comes, he gives it away. I think he was cuddling. He's, he's probably yeah, but he's eased up on him because the horse has got no carrots left. Well, yeah, then, but then if why he's got, did he then if, he, if you hit him right. twice, then why does he get, hit him with the whip twice? What is he, he ends up going six? He ends up going six lanes across uh, and taking a horse out. Like pull your heads in. No, the, <laughs> but, but, but Mickey, then why did he get busy again once Tommy Berry went past yeah. him? If he had no carrots left, because he's an athlete, gee, he's competitive. He wants mm. he wants well, to just contra- make sure. He, then he contradicting. Like, come on, boys. Anyway, you're wasting your time all. with it. One's a horse and one's yeah. a jockey, right? Seven minutes past ten. We need it. We need to find. We Welcome to, f- to the Thursday debate here on yeah. Giddy Up. We need to find you a few winners on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> um, we'll start with Caulfield here. And we've got an odds-on favourite, Jambalay. This is the first leg of the quarter. $1.90. This horse was so impressive at the Valley. But Mike Moroney says Oak Hill is a serious horse. He's son of Pur and Cano at five fifty. Ginger and Pink at $6.00. Um, and then big prices for the rest. Mitchy Lewis, you can kick off proceedings here. <laughs> yeah, I'll settle this all out, boys. Don't worry. I'm just sitting here on the sideline. Oh, you're, so, the, you're the one that doesn't want to upset anyone, Mitchy Lewis, sitting on the fence. But, yeah, play on. Give us your opinion. So I found this race pretty interesting. Look, there's a couple. I, I thought the win of Jambalaya was impressive, yes. uh, but I thought it's too short. Um, I'm probably going to have a two-bet play in the race. Ginger and Pink, I thought that was an impressive first-up run. Hit the line pretty nicely. Second up here today, up to the 1400s. But I think VC is way over the odds as well. This horse started at about, what, $13 in the blue diamond, uh, $14. Look, I just think that he's over the odds. I think there's clearly talent there. Um, he, he's not a $16, 350 chance. So I think you can play him each way. Ginger and pink, I'm chasing value in this race. Dino? Yeah, it's a good little race. I think you make a good point. I think the market will come for a couple of horses outside of Jambalaya, just purely on the price. I think you summed it up perfectly. In my mind, I'll be playing this race late. I think the favourite Jambalaya is the horse I want to be with, but I think we'll get 220, 230-plus on race day, purely for the fact of the reasons which you Lewis just outlined. Uh, I think VC, Ginger and Pink, and obviously Oak Hill are horses that do have nice profiles and probably all long in the market. So I think we wait and we back the favourite here, Gunnar. Yeah, tough race. I think Ginger and Pink with the three kilo claim is probably the one maps a treat thereabouts. But five dollars, spot on. Market's got it pretty close. I agree with you, Dino, and both of you. Both of you, the Jambalaya is a big risk at that price. Mickey Gaddon spent an afternoon with Miles Fitz, and look what it's turned him into. Unbelievable. Long runner. Yeah. Balairs at four dollars forty. He's handsome. $4.60. Tasman Park at $5.50. And he's Bissett's knocking on the door. $6.50. Helix at $8. Good each way price as well. Mickey Gannon, have you got an opinion here? Uh, yeah, I thought this Navy Seals off a long break, but Chris yeah. Waller's um, got hold of, you know, he's kept it. Stitzel 
two jump outs were pretty good. You're getting a big price, thirteen dollars. Dino, did you catch the jump outs? Did you have any opinion on, on his jump outs at all? No, I haven't seen his jump outs just yet. But I always love to back Waller horses first up, especially if it's drawn a good gate. They generally use it. But I think with that, the market will tell the story late. I think we saw a Hong Kong horse the other night at Canterbury. Exact same setup, long layoff, uh, two really smart trials, and they absolutely hammered it late, and it went yeah. on to win very impressively. So market yeah. is probably key for you there, Gunnar. So I think Navy Seal definitely, and I think it's a two a two bet uh, race. He's handsome, and Navy Seal. I think they're both map a treat, and you're getting what four dollars uh, sixty. He's handsome. You're getting thirteen dollars. Navy Seal back and both to win the same, Mitchy. Yeah, I thought the race was between Bel Air and He's Handsome, but I was going through the form of Bel Air. I just think he's the class horse. Um, he's two seconds in his last two runs have been handy enough behind. Like, is it me that's handy enough form? And the other one was stripped back. Look. I think if he turns up at his best, he's got the most class in the race. Um, he's been closing off nicely. I think he gets his chance here today, Dino. Yeah, it's a, a good little race, like you said. I think we get a good guy with Is It Me who races in race number five early in the day for the line through Bel Air. So I think the key to Bel Air, it finally draws a good data. It's obviously a horse that does get back in its runs, but from gate seven, it should get a, a nice sit just behind the speed. Um, I think it's a two-horse race like you, Mitchie, between Bel-Air and he's handsome. So I'd be happy enough to have a small dual bet play there, go. All right, then let's have a look at race number nine on the card. Bermudez was a lot better first up. $4.40. Well, he was a lot better first up this campaign than he was last campaign. Arredonte caught the eye flashing out wide at Caulfield first up, but I think she appreciates him given the ground. She won't be getting that, I don't think, on Saturday. Dubai Poet, six fifty, ton of grit. At seven dollars, that's that's uh, Mickey Gaddon's omen bet for the weekend. <laughs> Rafina at ten and uh, Michael Lee for at twelve dollars. So, Dino, what are you doing here in the ninth at Caulfield? Yeah, really, really hard race. I'm with you, Gareth. I think I can probably be against Bermudez and Aradonte, which then suggests we can have a little bit of a, a speck over a couple of horses to beat those two. Equal favourites. I thought the runner Pescara last start off that really, really slow tempo, albeit finished last. I think that's a superior form on this um, behind King Magnus and uh, a couple of other horses. And Paldoro's tried up well enough and has a really good first start record. So, little two bet play at big odds here, Gano. Uh, the six Paldoro and the seven Pescara. Absolutely love it. My phone's just blowing up here. People are just abusing me. It's incredible stuff. But this is the best bet of that AG Hall. Caulfield race nine, number nine, Dubai Poet. Yes. Jamie Carr, barrier two, 1,400 metres, roll straight forward, blinkers first time. You're getting a price, $6.50, best of the day. Love it. Mitchy. I like that call on uh, Dubai Poet, but I'm also not discounting. I'm going to have a two-bet play on the South Aussie horse, Mike Khalifa. So this horse is much better suited here, third up, up to the 1,400 metres. He's won seven out of 13 at the 1,400 metres. He's he's not a known first and second up performer, so those first two runs don't really reflect the talent he's got, even though he was only three lengths and a bit behind validated last start. That's handy form coming over from SA. I think out of barrier four from this Caulfield 1,400 metre start, he's going to be in a handy enough position, so... Yeah, I reckon him and Dubai Poet is a two-bet play in this race for a reasonable value. I reckon there's a few horses that might be scratched here because of the wide gates, and they're high up in the market. So Kin's drawn the car park at $5. Prancing Spirit's drawn the car park five fifty. Prowling will probably start at $8. We know Maximilius isn't. It's still in the market at $10. Shoe High is at $8. And then we go to Capo Strata at $10. And Lafargue at $10 here, Mitchie Lewis. 
it's a real value sort of day for me. I, I liked prowling here in this third up. Um, first two runs were handy enough. I think it maps really well out of barrier four. As long as Daniel Moore doesn't get shuffled too far back on the rail, well, that's not going to be too much of a concern from the shoot start, is it? I'm just looking at the wrong thing. I, I thought the first two runs, there was a bit of merit. Uh, 1.2 behind Gennady last time. I just think the form stacks up, but you're right, Gareth. This is going to change a little bit of complexion, but at this stage, I'm going to be with Prowling. Dino? Yeah, complete lottery for me. No real opinion. The only question I had for you, Gareth, was does uh, do you know uh, if Shohai does go to Melbourne or stays in Sydney? I'll ask Uncle Wayne. You think it has to be Sydney, New. wouldn't it? I think it is in yeah, Sydney. Yeah, you think so. I've got, but, a, uh, I've got a gut feel it's in Sydney. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, text, I'll text Wayne. Uh, well, Tex Wayne has let him know that it'll win in Sydney, so just go to Sydney. <laughs> well, um, last time. Uh, well, I'll tell, got... tell you what, uh, G Man, I'm with number 15, Sandy Prince, in what's a very, very open race. Look, doesn't have a great win record, but uh, always there or thereabouts, and just going to be on speed. It's a good place to be. All right, then any staking plans, or do you, any horses you're putting in your staking plan for Melbourne? We'll start with you, Mitchy Lewis. Yeah, look, I'm probably going to have all of my staking plan on one horse at Caulfield. It's just a little bit tricky. So race four, number eight, running by. I think this horse hit the line really well first up. It's second up today and up to the 1,400 metres. I think the form behind the, in that race behind south of Houston, it was a really hard day to make ground. And he made impressive ground with 61 kilos on his back. He's down to 56 kilos. I think this race sets up nicely for him. So for my weekend, I'm just having 200 on race four, number eight, running by. There at Caulfield, just looking at Bet365 running by. What price we're we getting there for running by? $2.30 for that four-year-old impending man, Mickey Gannon. Uh, I'm going to have $100 on race nine, number nine, Dubai Poet at the 650 quote. And Dino? No, all mine is safe for Ramwick, please, Gary. All right, then shoe high, unsure, Wayne Hawks says. I said the boys think yeah. Sydney. He goes, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, good man. Um, well, I hope it goes to Melbourne. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, that'll be whoever whoever gets it right between yourself, Dino and Mickey Gannon, then it can be the racing manager, sound, ma- racing manager for Team Hawks because one wants it to go to Sydney, other wants it to go to Melbourne. So time will tell. Hey, um, hey, Mickey Gannon, I've sent you the head on. So get back thanks, to me. After. I've, only, I've only watched it four times already. Oh, so you've seen you. the head on as well. Unbelievable. <laughs> I don't know. That's what, what I commented on. You what? weren't listening. Well, you can only I, lead into water, guys. You could can have, only lead into water. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I don't know. What were you smoking over there? And um, <laughs> like, what were you doing over there in Las Vegas? Um, it's, you, look, are you still on that fasting diet? In fact, Jacko says you're I wasting quit. too much time on this. All right, then. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll preview the meeting at Sydney at Ramwick. Welcome back to Giddy Up. It's 10.22. A lot of fire on the show this morning. Let's have a look at Sydney at Randwick. First of all, uh, Mickey Gannon, how do you think this track will play there at Randwick? And it's going to be interesting at Caulfield as well. Um, <laughs> Wayne Hawks, Wayne Hawks <laughs> just sent me another message. Who there for they? <laughs> oh, turn it up, mate. Tell Come. Wayne. Oh, don't. He's so don't disrespectful, be. Wayne. Don't be You're like that. We're part of Wayne. the. We're the same team, Wayne. No, he's only stirring you. Um, they haven't made up the decision yet about um, shoe high. Now that rail at ten meters at Caulfield, I reckon they'll be swooping at some stage anyway on Saturday, Mitchie Lewis. Yeah, I was going to say that, Gareth. I think you get a little indicator today. Uh, some the inside lanes through some of these meetings at Caulfield in the last few months has been playing off. So I can imagine 
what what's there today? Eight races. So by yeah. the time you're into your, you know, eleven plus races, they want to come right away from that rail, I'd imagine. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, yeah. but that's that's how I'd sort of thought they would be swooping be, in the middle and the outside. It's interesting, isn't it, like fellas? Because when it's a quick backup, sometimes they just really um, you know, knock that area down and then it becomes firmer again. Is there any rain about at Caulfield? No. You know, it's a good four. It's a good four. I, I, I would, I would, I tend to go the other way and go. It, it'll actually be firmer and it'll be rock hard because it's compacted, and you might find it actually be a real leader bias. I walked the track there yesterday, and I reckon, and I worked it. I'm not a track expert. I was, I, 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 le- I was learning from one of the greats who does track walking, um, and I reckon it's lanes two and three there at Caulfield today anyway, and we'll see how it plays out. And there was a bit of rain around before that walk there yesterday, and it's been drying conditions since basically. So I think it'll play pretty well. Tim Bailey's done a wonderful job, but um, just when you can see the rail out 10 metres as well, that you, you're like, it, I reckon three wide, sometimes you need momentum with a bit of cover or even even today outside the leader, I think will be the best place. Come Saturday, you might be right, Mickey, because it could have dried out a little bit more and you might want to be back on the inside. So, Yeah, it's, it's a just, scary, it's a sort of a scary one, isn't yeah. it? You, you want to just watch a few races, but, I think. And um, you asked a question about Ramwick before, G. Yeah. It's not five at the moment, rail out four metres. It's 37 degrees here in Sydney. So yeah. they'll be watering it. As, as, getting as much water on as they possibly can, which makes it interesting again because it might be one of those sort of setups, you know, where they there's so much water on it, it'll start a, on the worst side of a good four and then end up a good three later in the day. I, I think might play even early and then on pace late. They you know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it was a similar setup last week, but it tended to just play forward of midfield and tempo sort of delegated the races last week. That's the way I played it this week. Uh, forward of midfield throughout the day. Um, if you want to see horses running on from the back, I think you need a genuine tempo up front. So. Normally, the plus four metre rail there at Ramwick is as fair as uh, the rail true. So just played a lot of that, boys. Now, Ramwick race seven, Kerwin's Lane. Final race for Kerwin's Lane. He's on the quick backup from the Ingham. He's been a great campaigner for Johnny O'Shea, one of his favourites. If he wins on Saturday, he surpasses $2 million in prize money. He's the equal favourite with Grabini at $5, King of the Castle at $8, and then Levata at $8, and Super Helpful at $8.50 here, Dino. Yeah, good little race. Uh, I want to be against Kerman Flay. I don't think he's just come up too short. Yes, he's had a good preparation, but his winning strike rate, especially this prep, has been a little bit poor. Gate nine reads well. Nash, I can see why he's firm in the market, but I'm happy enough to arrow in and a couple of horses down in the weights here. The 11, Grabini, really well back last start and just never sort of gave an inch in the run, sort of out the back wide and looked like there was a little bit of an issue in the straight. So I'm trusting that SP profile. I think Grabini is the horse we're going to save on. On the big bet in the race that I want to have is on the 13, Lekvar. It was a horse that myself and Mitchie Lewis had in our black book um, from the, the Monday breakdown. Two wins this preparation off good tempos have been superb. I think step up here, big field, strong tempo, and around that $7.50 price, I think Lekvar's a really nice horse here. So backing the 13, Lekvar, and saving on the 11, Grabini here, Gunner. I had no real opinion, to be honest, Dino. I thought it was a really, really hard race and one I'd just sit back and watch and maybe learn from. Um, I'll be cheering another one just because I love the, I love the, the Gary Colvin, Danny Beasley um, combination coming up here. But yeah, 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 not a race I'm interested to play it's, at all, Mitchie. That's 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 all we need to know. It's not a sentimental show there, Mickey Gannon. There, Mitchie Lewis. You're a bit emotional earlier. Uh, <laughs> <Mitchie>. <laughs> 
Whips are cracking. Let's go, Mitchie. Right. Similar to me as Gano, I wasn't super keen. I, I tried to find King of the Castle, but I thought his last start run was good. But I thought 2,000 down to 1,600. I'm not really sure. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to let this one go to the side, boys. All right, then. Louisville, 420 in race eight. Crafty Eagle, 550. Plundering at $6. Robusto at 750. And Felix Majestic at 11. And then Super Razi at $13 here. Mitchie, you've got an opinion in race eight? Yeah, I didn't mind Louisville in this one, the favourite. I just sort of thought, while well, my computer's frozen, I don't have my notes up. Um, I'll move on to the boys, but yeah, Louisville right, was my on-top selection. That's... I don't know what Dino thought. I'll, I'll give you my notes in a second. Yeah, I think what you probably would have said, Mitchie, is that uh, peaks third up and probably gets out to its right trip off the back of a good tempo. Just got dictated to last start at Canterbury. The, the leader led all the way and just got out of his ground. I think he's a much better horse at Ramwick. Can see why he's favourite. Overall, though, I thought the race was tricky. Crafty Eagle was a disaster first up there at Warwick Farming. Much better suited at Ramwick. Has a good record. That's the way I'd lean Crafty Eagle, but not a race to have any confidence really in, Gunner. Yeah, Crafty Eagle is the right price. $5.50, I think it's a bet. Um, barrier 10, just needs a bit more luck. He's going to get more luck at Ramwick as what he got at over 1,400 metres is what he got at Warwick Farm over 1,200. Happy to play him. G, Crafty Eagle. Time to boogie $3. Dollar Magic $5. Squat at $6. And then Tri-State at $10 here for race number nine. Mickey Gannon, who, who wins this? I thought Commander proved it was a big price. Um, now with the Eustace stable, Timmy Clark aboard, Barrier 3 sits on speed. And you've just got to forgive what it's done, um, you know, its previous two under Matty Smith. And Matty did a great job with the horse, but it's now with, um, you know, the dynamic duo of Mara and Eustace. And it's tried really well. You're getting $17 to find out if it's going any good. Happy to play Commander Proved each way, Dino. Yeah, two-bet play here for me. I think there's an abundance of speed. 1,000 metres, gates don't mean too much. The Ramwick 1,000 metres start and the way that the races are run, it's very, very kind on horses. We saw that last week in the two-year-old race. So I think time to boogie, exceptional fresh record. Michael Freeman's back in form. Um, this horse has trialled up exceptionally well. And Rachel King's in nice form from gate six. I think the market has probably squat a touch long here. That's the horse that's probably over the odds. A really good fresh record. It's an out-and-out 1,000 metre horse. And you look at the form... One trial in Sydney, but you dive a little bit deeper. It's had two jump outs um, down there at Flemington. So I think that horse is ready to go. So happy enough, Mitchie, to have a strong two-bet play here on Time to Boogie and Squad. Yeah, I'm with Time to Boogie. I thought first up record's a tick. Uh, uh, record over the distance tick. Hasn't missed the Quinella from four starts over the 1,000. I thought if it doesn't get too caught up in the speed battle, um, it should be mm. peaking first up, hopefully. All right, then last race, Contemporary at $5. Shoe high. Wayne Hawks doesn't know where we're going yet. Undecided, $5. Then we go out to Johnny O'Shea's Galloper that is an each-way hope in uh, this last race, and that is Junquira. Um, and then we go down to Dallahad at $7.50. Junquira is at five fifty here, Dino. Yeah, a little bit to play out. I'm happy enough at this stage to have another two-bet play here. I think Contemporary's on top, clearly. It was nearly the run of the meeting there at um, Cam Grange. You couldn't get back. You couldn't run on, and that horse did that. We saw another horse, Lock Eagle, do similar things at Canberra and then come out to win last week in the Ingham. Uh, I think Contemporary, Gate 7, it's its D-Day. It's ready to win. And Shohai, if here, I'll have a little spec and savour on her, but hopefully she goes to Melbourne so I can bet up big on the 10 Contemporary Gunner responsibly of course i i think um show high this is it's race to win uh draws perfectly i was very i was against it first up i'm keen on it second up it's got a career peak second up timmy clark 1200 meters 
Ready to go, G. Let's just hope they go there because I think yep. it'll get the job done. Richie? Yeah, I'm with Shuhai as well. I think it wins here. I thought it was going to get run of the race up on the speed. Tim Clark in the saddle um, should look to control the race from the front. And I thought it was its opportunity. We'll take the news. It's 10.31. We'll come back. I want to get your opinion, lads, on the first race at Randwick. As Johnny O'Shea said, it's probably the hottest two-year-old race from a trial form perspective that we're seeing, if you know what I mean, um, at Randwick on Saturday. So we'll get Dino's thoughts on that. Plus, they're staking your staking plan there at Randwick on a Saturday afternoon. And we might have a quick look at some of those features there in Brisbane as well on Saturday, if you've got an opinion there. It's news time, 10.32. Pete Anthons will join me towards the back end of the weekend preview to preview the Damien Oliver Gold Rush especially. This is the weekend preview, 0499 736 736 to join our conversation. I've still got to give a round of golf away. Um, I'll think of a question there. But Dino, this first race at Ramwick, you got Amazing Eagle, a dollar sixty, a note at five fifty. Tardelli's a good horse, according to Johnny O'Shea. The son of I am Invincible at six fifty, then Moonraker at ten. How good's Amazing Eagle off the trials? Very, very good. Um, the issue with that and the, the way the horse won the trial by ten or so lengths in really good time is you're going to be asked to take a dollar fifty five about a two year old on debut. I think it will win the race, but I can't chime in at that price. Yeah. I think a node is the, the clear danger. I wouldn't be surprised if it upsets Amazing Eagle. So I think if you do like Amazing Eagle, wait till Saturday. I think you'll get uh, a lot um, longer. And I think if you like a node, I'd be chiming in now. Um, John O'Shea's horse tried up really well, but typically with his horses, they tend to need the run and they definitely improve throughout the preparation. So I could see it screaming home um, behind them, but I think one and two will fight this out in a, a quality two-year-old event um, there at Ramwick, Gareth. All right, then. Um, staking plans here, lads. If you've got an opinion on race one there at Ramwick, let us know. But we'll start off with you, Mickey Gannon. Uh, yeah, Ramwick, I'm just going to have a $100 on Shoreye. And if it doesn't go, we'll just take the $100, make that $100 go to Crafty Eagle, G. All right, beautiful. Dino? Yep, my best bet of the day, race six, number 10, Boston Rocks. I'm going to have $100 on him. Race seven, number 13, Lex Bar. I'm going to have $50 there. And then race 10, number 10, I'll have my remaining $50 on Contemporary. All right, Mitchie Lewis? No, I've spent my $200, Gareth. We, do we need to reset this uh, count up so I can join the party in the new year? Yeah, 100%. 100%. And I might even participate as well. Um, as long as we don't have any 12-leg parlays, you'll be yeah. mate, you'll be sweet. Now, yep. just in Brisbane, you've got an opinion in race eight, have you, Dino, in one of the features yeah. there, which is, what is race eight? I've got, I, do you know what? I know who you're tipping because I've declared it as well. Abounding. It'll be Abounding. winning. It's Shot been horror. a black booker for mine for quite some time. The only problem is, is every time I back Martin Harley, he just gets lost. <laughs> but he's yeah, James well, I, yeah. I actually think Gate I love Martin Harley. Horse. Yes. Um, should land in a good spot, just on paper and in the way that it ran last start. I just think it wins and wins quite well here. I think it's a stakes class, uh, stakes class horse in a probably a little bit of an average field here. So I think a bounding just wins that race and wins it well. It's my best up there at Eagle Farm. Mitchie, have you got one there at um, Eagle Farm? Yeah, in race nine, I thought number one, Scalopini was a good each way bet. I've mapped him really oh, nicely and I think spot on. he's under the odds there. Uh, $7 currently now. I can't get far too easy at about that $2 mark. So I think Scalopini is going to be in a very nice position yeah. and we're getting a better price for him just to place. So I thought the old boy could sort of turn back the clock and uh, run a race here. Six fifty. You Agree with you, Mitchie. Yeah. Agree with you. Like that's just such a big price and far too easy. It's far too short. All right, then. love it. Six fifty two ten.
Scalapini. Gold Rush, Peter Anthers about to preview that race with us. It's a it's a race that you see a few of the interstaters have their first run like an Anton and also horses like uh, Munimac that are in the market. Um, but who wins the Gold Rush? Do you have an opinion in that race? Ripcord's the $6 favourite. Super Schmick, I don't think it's got a start yet, has it? Um, Super Smeek at what six dollars? Comfort me seven dollars. Ayrton at eight. Munamek at nine. Vela Road at ten. Bustler at ten. Dom to shoot at twelve. Those two horses coming back from the eighteen hundred to the fourteen hundred from the Northerly. Then Red Care Man at thirteen dollars. You got more chance of winning a raffle than than getting the winner here, I reckon. Um, your thoughts here, anyone? Has anyone got an opinion on the Damien Oliver Gold Rush, Mitchy? Oh, yeah, I've got one. I'll go. So two bet play for me. Um, we sort of said that the barriers have played an important role in some of these races over the last few weeks, Gareth. Um, I did mention Dom to shoot last week if he could utilize the inside, which they did. So I thought Red Can Man maps really nicely and I don't want to lose on Ayrton if he does turn up. Okay. I thought his form over here had been pretty good. So for me, that race is a two bet play, but I think Red Can Man is going to find himself in a handy enough position out of trouble. And if he can unleash, um, yeah, he should go pretty close. And then we're saving on Anton. Mickey G. After Zaki getting rolled last week, <sighs> I never want to watch a race in WA ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't believe Dom to shoot Zaki. <laughs> I've, I've woken up at like 3.45 a.m. I'm to still watch in a race. coma. Like, I just, I, oh, mate. And what about J-Mac getting all the accolades for Romantic Warrior? Everybody in Australia, <laughs> J-Mac was on Zaki. Like, <laughs> mate. Unbelievable. No more ice masks for him. And he got fined for the whip there on Zaki, so he was trying his very best. Um, Good. Should have fined him 20000 He could afford it. Yeah. <laughs> no, God bless Macca, but I can't believe it. I'm, it's anyway, heartbreaking. It, it's a great game. You know, sometimes it's just not a it's, – it's, that's why it's such a beautiful game, and we've got to appreciate every winner that we get because we gamble responsibly. But, you know, you just got to enjoy the good times um, and just, you know, learn from the – but it wasn't a mistake. You'd have that bet every day of the week. Anyway, hey, no, boys. it was a great bet. Bad outcome. Yeah, we're going to go. Hey, what are you, Dino? I can't believe Gunnar, you gave you... Tyler Schiller three months. Unbelievable, you are. Gunnar, you teased a bet at Canterbury for the listeners. Yes. I'm intrigued to hear this. Are you going to give it to us now? Because you've got the six oh, early doors. Oh, <laughs> it's got to bring it up. It'll sleep, you know, the race. It is Ring Ahoy is the uh, is the name of the horse. Race four, number seven, Ring Ahoy. Hey, boys. Short, I'm, back, short backup. I'm that, keen, con- keen, keen. I'm that confident that I'll get the first two winners at Caulfield today. No, you're right, G. I was just giving my tip out. Oh, sorry. I thought, <laughs> sorry, I thought you'd finish. Take it away. Apologize. No, you're right. I can't be race four, number seven, Ring Ahoy, mate. All right, then ring ahoy there. And then for me today at Caulfield, I, I reckon it's the best all-up double to kick off proceedings. Look, unconquerable <laughs> into a dollar eighty-five now. Um into Alco down now, Alco Ocaldino at two dollars ninety. Um there you go. What was that, G? At Caulfield, the two favourites. <laughs> Race one and the two. last horse. O'Caladino, that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> if, that, if that wins, Jacko, you have to click that up. No, you <laughs> Over the not. top of the audio. No, you won't. Because I, <laughs> I won't turn up. And that means we haven't got a show and you guys are all unemployable, even though you don't get paid to do this. So I appreciate your work. <laughs> um, good on you, lads. Thanks for that. We'll catch up with you next. Catch up with you. Thanks, boys. Have a good tomorrow. weekend. Bye for now. See you, boys.